A fiery Swedish friend of mine said to me about a month ago, and we're recording this particular podcast on June 19, so let's just say May 19, a fiery Swedish friend of mine said, Glenn, I like your podcast, but it's not you. You're being too kind. You're being too nice. I want to see the more provocative Glenn come out in your questioning and the way you go about it. So here it is, Authentic, the podcast reboot, episode one. You won't even believe where I am with my producer, Nathan Smart. We're, we're in a nook, a cranny. We're, we're in this small little space at a place called Kindred Studios. We're out of the back of the EJ Holden. I have two guests with me. I must disclose that I have met one of these guests before. Although having said that, she was kind of part of the test runs for these podcast series that we're really looking to knock up and get going in the latter half of 2017. Her name is Serena. I'm gonna juggle her last name. I'm gonna try and pronounce it myself. I'm gonna say Madagag. She hasn't even been introduced and she wants to say something. She's a 19 year old musician <laughs> slash journalist. She wants to say something. Tell me about the pronunciation. Did I screw it up? Uh, you did. Well, go you for did, it. You, you fix did. it up, Serena. How do you pronounce your last name? Madiag. Madiag, of course. <laughs> Listeners, there you go. They're precious about their last names already. <laughs> and stuck in this little space, which is quite literally two metres by a metre, we are stuck in the nookest of nooks. I'm with Katie Leong. Is, is that, how's that? Katie Leong, is that okay? Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Now, Katie's also 19. She's a musician uh, in a part-time, but in the real world, she's a childcare worker. And by musician, I mean she sings in the shower. So she's got zero talent in that space, but she looks after children very, very well. Now, this is what we're doing. We've got about 30 minutes on the clock because we know that's the rough time that people like to listen to a podcast. So whether you're on a treadmill, out walking the dog, we're going to put about 30 minutes on the clock and we're going to tackle my book, Authentic, which poses 99 curated questions, questions that are provocative, stimulating, that get the juices flowing from any angle of your body, whether it's upstairs, downstairs, the juices will flow. There's no holds barred. I'm going to be almost human punctuation whilst these two ladies and Nathan from afar, I'm absolutely certain he's going to have to chime in somewhere along here, tackle random questions from the book. So you cannot see it listening to this podcast, but I'm actually handing a copy over to Serena. And she's going to open the book at random. Whichever question we fall on is the one that they're going to tackle. These two ladies are going to tackle here in this little space at Kindred Studios. Gloves are off. Ladies, open the book. Or Serena, you got your hands on. Open the book. What question have you got there? Oh. Oh. Oh, Oh, no. Wow. Here we go. (laughs) Authentic, the podcast, the reboot. The question is... Have you ever cheated? Don't bullshit me, girls. Get into it. Fire away. Who's first? Uh, I can, Katie. Can I, I can 100% say that I have never cheated. Whoa. Oh, I've been cheated on. He, no, no, no. So you've yeah. just gone straight for the relationship angle. Oh. That's the obvious oh. angle. Oh, I like that. That's the obvious angle. The question is, have you ever cheated? As I said, my Swedish friend said to me, I'm too kind. So I could have been kind right there and said, move on. I'm not going to allow you to move on. I'm going to throw it back at you. When have you cheated? How have you cheated? What were the results? Off you go. Come on, tell me about it. Every maths test 
English test, any assignment, copying work. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, pretty much all the time in school. I can't even pinpoint when and where because it was just... So you've just sold that, that you have never legally passed <laughs> any test and or exam oh, assignment project. Except for, except for BCE. Uh, hang on, yeah, exactly where yeah. I wanted to go with that, Serena. Right. Thank you. Right. So, did you legitimately complete your year twelve exams, or did you cheat in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> no, I legitimately completed my year twelve. Did that stress you out? Because you would have been in that exam room <laughs> without any ability to, well, seemingly any ability to cheat. <laughs> yeah, you actually yeah. had to do it of your own accord. Did that yeah. stress you? It was the most stressful time I've ever ever been in at all like in my whole life no matter what it's been like through I don't know through grieving through driving through doing your learner's test like that was the most stressful you said part. grieving well what have you grieved um death the death of oh <laughs> um I told you I wasn't pulling punches no no um death of my grandparents the death of my so you're telling me, no, 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 I'm, I'm giving you a chop out here straight away. I'm helping you out even though I'm supposed to be the mean guy, the tough guy, <laughs> thanks to my Swedish friend. Yeah. You found it more stressful doing your ATAR VC yeah. exams than grieving the passing of your grandparents. Yeah, correct. Wow. Agree, disagree, Serena. Would you agree. find it more stressful? Yeah, because it's a repetitive thing. It's like when you're at that age it's the yeah. thing that everybody's looking forward to everybody knows everybody knows what they're doing and you're like i don't know what the hell i'm doing after this and so because you're in this like closed in space like we are in now mm. it's like over there tommy over there is passing you know and you're just here like not yeah <laughs> you know, what the hell's going on yeah and with like with the death of your grandparents like that's resolved but this is like a thing that's, yeah. you know, leading on, like, So, so you're saying not only was it stressful in the moment doing the actual exams, but the fear of the unknown on the back end was also like, wow, what am I doing yeah, here? And as yeah. you said, you're looking at these other people assuming they're doing very well. Yeah. yeah. With such a little life experience as well and such a little knowledge of how this will all play out. And it's such so a... Fun. It's stressful. just a competition. And, and the way that you... Hang on, what's a competition? Year 12, VCE, is such a competition. The only... The, the amount of pressure that gets put upon 16 to 18 year olds during VCE is absolutely ridiculous. Where's the pressure coming from? Teachers, it's coming from parents, parents it's coming from even your peers. The, yeah, divvy the it up for me, divvy it up for me in terms of percentage. Give me a 100% tile and where's it coming from? Is it 50 the school, 25 from the student, blah, blah, blah? Give, give me a rundown. Oh. I would say it's all from within because you accept, but we don't know this yet, but you accept external factors from within. So you, there are a few things that you would let bother you. But I would say for me, it was 100% from within. Wow. And then I just, everything else was kind of like there, but I was accepting that to happen to I think me. A, that's a really useful answer, I think. Katie, have you got anything as intelligent to say? <laughs> definitely not. Um, <laughs> no, just saying like, it's definitely 100% from within, but what it feels like in that moment is just like 70% school and you're competing 10% with your mm. peers and yeah 20% parents because they're stressed for you in, in my case anyway and people aren't as lucky as me as they have supportive um a, a good support group so mm. people are getting it negatively from their parents the stress of their child not 
not um, achieving what they feel their child should even. The original question was, have you ever cheated? And we found out that Katie is an absolute beast when it comes to cheating. She will cheat on anything. She will beast it every time. What about you, Serena? Uh, Were you cheating at school? Were you cheating on boyfriends? Were you cheating on girlfriends? Were you cheating on God knows who? Tell us. Um, both. <laughs> Tell us. Um, so... Actually, I'm, I'm interrupting you. I said God knows who. I'm not religious, but I'm going to ask you. Did you cheat on... Have you ever cheated on God? Are you supposed to be religious and you don't go to church? That's where I'm starting the question. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, um, I did grow up in a religious family and I did have a very avid religious goer as a grandmother and um, I feel like when she passed away I felt like God was cheating me that mm. he was the one that was like oh I'm just going to take away this person this very I like the way you turn this question around back onto God <laughs> stop That's you guys <laughs> I'm not, I'm, as I said, I'm not religious and I'm not trying to pass any judgment on anyone's religion, but if you're, if you're prepared to turn it around onto God in a podcast that easily, I'm very, very impressed. All right, we've, I think we've established that screw you, God, you're going to move on and do whatever you need to do in life. Let's get back to the original question. Cheated on boyfriends, girlfriends, tests, etc., etc. run us through it. All right, so um, I, I've never really understood the contract of a relationship, so for me, when I got into one, I always would get confused and I would often run to Katie and be like, okay, so how does this work? Because I'm like, what do you do? I don't, you know. So you're 19 and you've got relationship contracts? What the hell? You got, someone has to sign on the dotted line with you. <laughs> you're at Lardy Dar at I three just... in the morning signing on the dotted line? Yes, this is what this involves. She is now. She is now. Well, yeah, well, I just, to me... Because I'm a very, like, free person. I'll just go off and do whatever. If I do end up doing something that will hurt that person, then by all means I'm not going to tell them. But I just... I don't know. I feel like... I've had this very special person in my life who I won't name. Um, and we've been on and off for four years. And so that, for me, feels like somewhat of a relationship. But okay. we've been going off and doing our own thing, like having multiple lovers and, like, partners or whatever, and we'd come back to each other. So, so there's, fr there's always going to be freedom in your relationship. Yeah, and he was my first relationship as well. He was, like, my first sure. thing. So that, for me, already set up this whole idea of what a relationship would be like or is supposed to be like. And then when I look at, like, Katie's relationships or, like, my other friends' relationships, it's, like, totally... It's so much more... Oh, Katie's married with two children. Yeah, she's, she's changed as a sink, isn't no, she? Right? She's doing the dishes you know? as we speak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this time is Yeah. But with you, it's more of a fluid context. So stepping away from relationships into personal relationships, what about your relationship with, as Katie described earlier, a test or whatever it happens to be, can you do it straight up or are you just inclined to cheat there too? <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever really cheated on a test. I don't think I've ever I mean I I mean I have. Oh, no, I'm not but like I think I mean I know I have, but I, I can't like pinpoint when. But I just know that if I was given a test and I'm a very like very obsessive learner so once I learn something I'm like oh I need more I need more and more, and more. I can only so imagine every test I'd be like I need to know all of the answers and all of the things in this very practical way and 
No, I like where this is going because I can imagine our listeners trying to understand how one person in, as we've described, a very confined space can be very dedicated to a a personal relationship Mm. and yet in terms of, I guess, world (laughs) activities, studies and and, and whatnot, because I'd I'd hate to see your CV, Katie. I'd imagine it was just one big lie uh, about all the things you've not done. And yet on the flip side, someone literally uh, a metre away from you has a very different approach to the entire cheating concept and, and what it is to go about your life. So I think it's, it's very interesting. Is one or the other uh, correct? I don't think that's the point at all. It's mm, interesting yeah. for our listeners to consider maybe where they're at. Anyway, cheating. I've probably had a gut full of that question. Get the book back into its uh, original format. Close it up. Pass it over to Katie. We'll allow her to flick it open. If there was some sort of random music we could play here, we would, but we don't have any. Katie, we said you had no musical talent, so shut up and open the book. What have we got here? Oh, well, here we go. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. Is a lifelong marriage possible? Is a lifelong marriage possible? Wow. And and bear in mind, Nathan, behind the uh, control panel, has been very, very quiet to this point. He might be sitting there brewing something up. I'm not sure we encourage him to jump in should he choose. But, girls, both of you, 19, like, life ahead of you. I've been married, divorced. I've had all sorts of trials and tribulations, so I've got my opinions. They're irrelevant. I want to hear yours. Um... No, I don't think that it's possible. I think... Uh, I'm half pessimistic and I'm half optimistic where I'll be like, oh, I want that, I want that for me. I want that for anybody to be um, married to their best friend and be able to do all the fun things that they do and then have a family afterwards. But I still am holding close to the idea that marriage is like the most horrible thing that you can do to somebody <laughs> that you love because... I know at this point in my life that I'm always going to be a free bird. I'm always going to want to do what I want to do and then people just have to follow. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, but I can't expect someone to follow me and follow my dreams and, like, be always on my agenda. I can't expect them to do that. So, for me, a marriage is kind of, like, the sink of the two. Like, you both do things together. You both... Like, you're still your own person, but you're expected to have, like, a like alone together in a house or your same couch or your same pets and mm. your same things. And I just don't know if I can do that because I'm a very, like, like not picky person, but I'm a very, like, mm, let's just do it that way. And, then, mm. you know, it'd be a lot of, like, yeah. We don't know where this podcast is going to sit throughout time. <clears throat> we don't know if it ends up on some sort of huge podcast scrap heap uh, junkyard of all this electronic media stuff that's played out throughout the world in 2017 but what potentially would your 30 or 40 year old self think of the question trying to look ahead do you think you'd still hold the same values or do you think at some point you'll say to yourself that's what life's all about life's all about that connection um, I feel so we're all like passing lines and we're all just going to meet and then not meet and then we're going to be parallel and then and that for me we're all connected in some way so I do believe in that spiritually but in terms of me being a 30 40 year old I'm 
I try to be as open-minded as I can be and I try mm-hmm. to take on things and I try and like I'm like you would say that I'm a different person than I was like last year like definitely six Jesus months Christ ago. yeah six months ago even like three months ago two months ago when I moved out to you <laughs> ten minutes ago no apparently. ten minutes ago now yeah. like now that you were a man called knowledge. Trevor so yeah, well done literally <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so 30 40 I don't know how old I don't know what my okay. uh, hopefully it would be like a positive one and Maybe no, it's a fair response. Positive. I just threw it out there. Katie, what about yourself? A lifelong marriage. Is this something you've coveted? Is it possible? What are your thoughts? Well, <laughs> uh, probably... Uh, the, I've only kind of thought that marriage was... I'm going to say a thing. Probably like last year when I started to think about like me and my partner actually getting married, like that's a possibility to me. So at but, 19, you've started thinking about that? <laughs> but just, um, just as a, just as a, just things that you think to yourself, like I could get married to this person or I could have children with this person or I could, I don't know, I could travel the world with this person, but it's not, relationships for me aren't, as Zarina was saying, aren't fully, we are one together in in a sense we are but we're our own pe- people and we can hang out with our friends and most of the time I don't even know I don't even know what he's doing like he's hanging out with his mates that's great but like and same for me but there is a time where we come together and we can do stuff together and it's not I don't know like we are kind of best friends in a sense like it is kind of like being my best friend so well I've got a no from Serena in my mind about this question well I'm on the fence with you I'm not mm. sure what your answer is here is I it lifelong yes. you, you're saying yes mm. oh I want to go to a tiebreaker Nate you're being very very quiet over there in the corner and so you should because you you literally got like a, a small patch of land to set your backside and your computer on just give us a quick male tiebreaker here. Do you think a lifelong marriage is possible? Um, for me, I think uh, like marriage means like settling down in a way and my life, as I see it, for the foreseeable future is not settled down. Like I'm always off travelling or I'm off working different places and I'm not really on a routine schedule, which is what I think you would need for a marriage to be able to see them often and do all this stuff. So I think that would make it really hard to even get married in the first place (laughs) um yeah and then like and then thinking like eventually if it didn't work out the whole splitting of everything like Serena was talking about how you have to share all this stuff and then if it doesn't work out you have to just split everything in half it's kind of scary so I couldn't I can tell you it's beyond scary (laughs) yeah it's one of the ugliest moments in your life but considering that your generation is stepping into a statistic that says that around about 40% of all marriages are going to fail. It's a pretty daunting number for you to come up against. I think I could live with my partner for the rest of my life. I don't know if you need to be married for that to mean something, you know? You can... can I ask the three of you? It's a fair point you make, Nathan. Can I ask the three of you, do you think that my generation, disclose how old I am, I'm 21... <coughs> Uh, oh, that was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> and I mean that in the most kindly way. Uh, no, I just turned 44, June the 1st, Gemini, so be aware of my other personalities. But in all seriousness, I was sold on a white picket fence, two and a half children, 
due to a nuclear family. That was the statistic <laughs> that was uh, put forward that you'll have you know, roughly two and a half children. Mm. Uh, you'll have a dog uh, and uh, you'll live happily ever after. Was that bullshit? You yeah. can't nod, it's a yes, podcast. Yes, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm trying to, yes, it is bullshit. <laughs> I think it's possible, I don't think it's bullshit, I think that that's a lifestyle of living. I think the nuclear family, yes, is a theory, but it's, can it be a lifestyle that can be lived? Yes. Um, from your experiences, do you think, like, if you got married to somebody next week, would you think, oh... I think I made a huge mistake in getting involved with someone at a young age and not doing enough exploration of my own, mm. uh, similar to what Katie was talking about earlier in the sense that she referenced the fact that her boyfriend, her partner's off doing something rather. I say boyfriend, it may be a girlfriend, but mm. I'll go back to the word partner. Her partner's off doing something. Uh, she's doing something and there's times that they come together. Mm. Whereas I guess my generation would have been more of, of the mindset of where are you, what are you doing, why aren't you oh, here see, with me, etc, etc. Et and I think that can sort of push you into a, a mindset of having to be with this person 24-7 and the idea that Nate threw up that you would be travelling and so forth, well, you wouldn't travel unless you travelled with your partner necessarily. Mm. So I feel like I got involved with someone at an age where I probably needed to be more fluid in my life and my thinking and yeah. in my growth and ultimately uh, the two of us didn't grow at the same rate, didn't grow in the same direction and uh, unfortunately I made a decision to apply for divorce mm. So uh, over time. So there was a, um, I think a mistake on my behalf not to recognise possibly who I am. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't blame the other person necessarily, regardless of the circumstances. I'd look at myself and say, well, maybe I didn't make the best decision for me. Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, part of learning in life. I certainly think that the idea of the picket fence and whatnot is possible if that's what you covered. And yes. I think in 2017, there are so many things that are possible for you to, to chase. You know, we've spoken here openly in, in some respects about sexuality. That wouldn't have happened in probably, you know, 1973 when I was born. Yeah. So the world's changing. I think if anyone's listening to this, the important takeaway, at least from this part of the conversation, could possibly be you've got to be able to substantiate your own dreams, the things that are important to you. And if you're lucky enough to find a partner to join you, well, then that's a bonus. Yeah. Prove me if I'm wrong, Katie. I think that's like the theory. I think that's what we're facing now. Because like, in, like you, you, when did you realise that you had to like find yourself and you had to go in this pathway before? I, I always knew that I had to find <coughs> myself. I've always been myself, but I didn't realise that I was um, compromised. Because yeah. you're probably too deep into the, the relationship. It's like the person who's still, you know, working in uh, retail at the age of 45. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what are you doing? You yeah. need to get out there and spread your wings and, and take some risks and do something different with your life, even if it means failure. Yeah. So I think when you're, in the, when you're in it, sometimes you miss it and need some external assistance. But certainly, you know, there really is a huge difference between 44 years of age in 2017 yeah. and 1920. Because this generation is so much more like I have to be self-actualised rather than yeah. I have to have a partner yeah. to be self-actualized like now i think that's the reason why 
this is going to be very like morbid <laughs> um, go for it. whatever but um i think it was the reason why depression and like like anxiety and stuff is skyrocketed because everybody's trying to be fit and healthy and trying to get on the social media hey look at me i'm at this club at 3am yeah. you know what i mean like um everybody's faced with this huge reality that there's always going to be someone better than you and even to have something with somebody is a very daunting thing because mm. you don't think you're, you're good enough mm-hmm. yeah so i guess we're up to that but we have we don't have the life experience or the skills to deal with something no. like that because at the end of the day like it doesn't matter exactly like, yeah. it doesn't really fucking matter if you're self-actualized if you have a partner if you have this if you have that we're all going to be six feet under mm. it's just trying to make your time variable here yeah but people are just pushing and 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 racing to get um noticed and to get loved even yeah because um like i, f- I was talking about this with this girl at work and she basically said she sums it all up it was like the older generation is like getting married um, has gotten married they've built houses they've That's built businesses yeah. they've built companies but we have only so much room to build mm-hmm. houses now we there's so there's we're overpopulated there's fucking six billion people in like deforestation all of these things climate change whatever the fuck um and we we're just competing to own things like mm-hmm. no i own that company or I own that person or I own this that. or i want that because we're not building anything mm-hmm. up that's actually physical you're listening to Katie, you're listening to Serena, and at times you're listening to Nathan, our producer here, as we sit in a very small nook at the Kindred Studios in Yarraville and discuss questions from my book, Authentic. My book is me, Glenn Manton. We've got time for one more quick question. Let's close the book up. I'm going to take this one myself. This is our new updated podcast, No Holds Barred. You will have noticed Serena has dropped the F-bomb about five times. We're bringing in a little swear jar just for her. (laughs) If you're listening for the first time, we're working out of my book, Authentic, and Serena is a very, very diminutive young lady, but I tell you what, she swears like a trooper. So here we go, last question. We'll probably only hit this up for four or five minutes to finish this out and see what we've got. You know what, it could be a doozy of a question, but hopefully you'll come back and listen to us again, even if we can't get much out of this question today. Here we go. Oh, here we go. What is history's most important lesson? There is the book closing. I'm going to leave it closed. We can remember that question. What is history's most important lesson? I'm sure if you're taking in this podcast, your mind's already started ticking over. The girls and Nathan are scrambling their brains to think what they perceive to be history's most important lesson. I'm going to throw out there that we have a lot of lessons to learn around the media, and I'm not sure that we're actually taking them on board and making the changes that we need to make but ladies nate if you have one throw us out a quick grab because we'll tease the audience they can come back and listen to another podcast moving forward what do you think history's most important lesson um what a head shaking what a <laughs> eye rolling take your time history's most important lesson is take your time yeah i think so I think go for it that explain really- that one we're all scrambling to get things done at a certain time. We're all scrambling for world domination. We're all scrambling for, you know, to own things again, back to the same conversation that we were having before, is basically take your time. If you take your time, then you're lengthening out. Um, you, you're lengthening out the expiration of the world, basically. I like what you said a minute ago, and, and this answer ties into your previous comments you're really of the belief that everyone's pushing so hard to be perfect today aren't you Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Mm. And that, as you said, is limiting people's actual ability to live and compromising their mental health, etc., etc. Yeah. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, yes. Yes. Katie, history's most important lesson. Always and continue to ask questions no matter what you, no matter how low you think of yourself, no matter how much you think the other person doesn't want to listen or doesn't want to answer your questions. Even no matter, like, if your friend is feeling upset, don't just think, oh, they might be upset, they might not want to talk. Just keep asking questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my question to you is, do you ask questions of yourself? A little too much. <laughs> a little yeah. too much? Yeah. What does that look like, a little too much? Very scatterbrain. Um, <laughs> I, I question myself a lot. I, I'm asking the wrong questions. You ask yourself the wrong questions? Yeah. I, I, I question why I do things in a way that is negative to me, not I should do this. I, I question myself in a way that makes myself think, I think less of myself. Yeah, I, I'm asking the wrong questions, yeah. Well, I am, I am going to jump in right there and take control of the final moments of this podcast and encourage yourself and anybody listening to this podcast to speak well to themselves, to be kind with your own expectations of self and the direction that you choose to move forward to and beyond in life is often governed by those questions. So if you're making it hard by putting internal obstacles and roadblocks, uh, the journey, as Serena's touched on, is already one that's, uh, I guess, judged according to time in 2017. You don't need to make it any harder by having negative self-talk. I won't lie to you. At times, I think negatively of myself, but I tell you what, in all seriousness, I put the gloves on, the mental gloves on, and I yeah. smash the shit out of those thoughts. Mm. And whether I use music, whether I use a pen whether I use a watch in terms of timing myself run, whether I use somebody else's ear, I find a way to overcome those negative thoughts every single time. If you're listening, this is Authentic, the podcast. We've gone for, how many minutes have we gone for, Nate? Exactly 30. Exactly seconds. 30, 30 in three Ooh. seconds. That was not at all timed. Uh, that was just an absolute <laughs> fluke. If you've enjoyed this particular podcast, please look to follow up via my website and or Instagram accounts. Uh, you'll find me under Glenn Manton. Uh, in both of those spheres, you'll also find a dedicated Instagram account called 99Questions. My latest book, Authentic, is out for purchase. Buy it, don't buy it, I really don't mind. It's totally your choice. What does concern me is that you're prepared to think, appreciate and grow. Big thanks to my guests, Serena and Katie. Say goodbye to the audience. See you later, guys. See you later. There you go. Very sincere. See you later from inside. <laughs> a little nook and cranny. Kindred Studios. I don't know how we're topping and tailing this particular production. That's for Nate to do in the post-edit suite. Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Peace.